everybody. Welcome to the Faceoffs and Fantasies podcast with your two co-hosts, Sean and Marcus. Today we are actually together. Yeah, first time we're recording this together. Woo. So, yeah. If you've noticed in the past that there's a little bit of delay here and there, or we cut each other off accidentally, it's because we should, uh, <laughs> it's because we were doing it online, and so that happens. But yeah, today we are lucky enough to be together. Sean, they didn't see that because of my seamless editing. Of course. Of course. Maybe just me, not yeah. you. Just me. Um, I'm back in town, back in Toronto, visiting my parents for my birthday weekend. So here we are. And yeah, how's it going, Marcus? I'm doing great. Well, this morning wasn't too great, but I'm here now and it's great to see you in person. Why was this morning not great, Marcus? Uh, I'm not going to say the name of the car company, but I had to take the car in for an oil change and it took over five hours to change some oil so and to clarify this was this a drop-in scenario or did you have a no i had an appointment i had an appointment for 8 45 this morning and i did not leave there till mm, let's say like 2 30 <laughs> so that's pretty ridiculous i mean they did give us like a free oil change next time compensation yeah but so somebody messed up the scheduling they overbooked for today, had too many cars there, and they did not actually look at your car until like an hour before they gave it back to you, probably. Probably. <laughs> oh. Well, and I was supposed to be out of there by one. Or they said it should, they gave me a, like a four hour window. Fair enough. Yeah. Those windows, man, they get you every time. I know, I know. It, it covers them, but obviously it still didn't even cover them. <laughs> Hence the free oil change next time. Yeah. So at least you got something out of it. And we're together. Yes. We're creating a podcast. So that's exciting. Um, okay. Well, my weekend. Thanks for asking. <laughs> How was your weekend, Sean? Oh, it's great. It's great. Yeah. My birthday was on Thursday. Um, so yeah, back in town this weekend. Got a little golf action going. Hanging out with the family. Had some white birthday cake. Um, classic. That's a classic. That's a must. I can't, I can't eat chocolate. That's why I specified the white birthday white. cake. Nothing against chocolate. But uh, it upsets my stomach, so can't eat that. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, wait. How is golf? Oh, golf, golf, right? Golf. Yeah, golf was good. Um, shot a one eighteen, one nineteen. I'm no okay. Idea. I'm all right. I'm not a fantastic golfer, uh, but I can tell you that I only had one mulligan for the eighteen hole. So that is like the legit score that I got, counting every single stroke. The front nine was great. And then the back nine, I had four tens out of the nine holes, as in 10 strokes on four different holes. Wow. Which is not good. So what's your handicap? Like plus 30? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not, I would say at least two strokes a hole. Okay. Minimum. I have I no idea say. about golf, so. Well, you're <laughs> the one who asked. <laughs> I'm just answering your question. Yeah, no, it was all right. I had a couple pars, which was nice. Um, certainly not a phenomenal golfer, but I also don't golf often enough to be consistent and, and great at it. Yeah. That's okay. As long as you enjoy it, right? It was fun. It was fun. It was nice. I went with a couple of my uncles. We had a great time. Nice. And yeah, that's all you can ask for, right? Weather held up too? It was cold, no rain, not wet, which was nice. Um, but the wind was like Ooh. chilling, you know? Yeah. The I'll nice thing you. is there was a lot of holes that were like in valleys or like oh. trees on either side. So mm -hmm. when we were on those holes, it was great. Yeah. 
And then unfortunately there was a couple of groups ahead of us that were pretty slow. Mm. So that's where it gets you, right? Like, yeah, you cause you're just standing hole, there and then you're just standing and you're waiting and then it's just mm-hmm. super cold. But, uh, and then you're drinking too. Were you drinking? No, no, we weren't. Oh, okay. Yeah. We, we were just staying hydrated, just some okay. water, some Gatorade, just, uh, staying in the groove, you know, making yeah. sure the, the back is not too tight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're getting older. Yeah. I'm getting older. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. Not as old as you though. No, no. <laughs> nice try. Nice try. Um, okay, let's get started here. I want to start by talking about um, the league. So talking about games that have happened so far, I want to take a look at a, I don't know if we would call it a segment, but are they real or not? That's what we're discussing here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read out some teams to you. I'm going to tell you what their records are, and I'm going to ask you whether or not you think that that is legit, as in they deserve the record that they have or whether or not maybe the team isn't playing up to standard up to this point. Okay. Um, so we'll go back and forth. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about each team, both of us, and then we'll continue on with more teams um, as opposed to you going through all the teams and then me going through all the teams. For sure. So that's how we'll go. Okay. Edmonton Oilers, 5-0. and oh. What do you think? Real? Ooh. Not real. That's tough to say. Uh, they beat Vegas. I know that. Mike Smith is out now. Uh, he's on the IR. Should be back soon, though. I was reading he's already he's supposed to resume skating on Monday. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say real. I'm going to go with real. You know, Connor McDavid has had a crazy hot start. I think he's got 13 <sighs> points in five games. So he's on pace for, like, over 150. <laughs> yeah. The guy I'm playing this week in fantasy, my buddy John, yeah, he's got Connor McDavid. So that's Ouch. been fun. That's not fun. <laughs> um, and Zach Hyman, he's got five goals, I think, in five games. So I was talking to my cousin. He was, like, bragging. He's like, oh, Hyman's great. I'm well, like, yeah, well, he's a workhorse. He'll, you know, he gets it done. But you guys are paying, like, what, 5.5 or close, close to, to 6? Six, six mil. yeah, six over for him, seven so. years. Yeah, that's, so, I don't know. With his style of play, I don't know how seven years is going to hold up. Hey, you know what we're talking about right now? We're talking about this 5-0 and Oilers team. Very true. And, and Darnell Nurse is just a hit machine. Crazy. Crazy. That Battle of Alberta, that's just going down. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to get like a minimum. Well, he's bringing that mentality to every game. Exactly. <laughs> Didn't he's, you say he's like averaging like eight hits a game or something like that? I think he's had like three or four games already with eight hits. Oh, okay, okay. Which is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go yes. All right. I'm going to agree with you. I think this Edmonton team is for real. I'm a little hesitant to say that they will continue like this hot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to finish like first place in the division, like that kind of thing. But well, it's a weak division. It's a weak division. We're they're just their high scoring is the thing. yes. So like they won six five against mm-hmm. Anaheim. Yeah. Anaheim admittedly having a fairly decent start considering the expectations for this year. That's true. But anytime you give up five goals to a team that you're not really supposed to give mm-hmm. up five mm-hmm. goals to, I don't know if it's sustainable over an 82 yeah. game span. My cousin did mention that as long as they score five or more goals, they'll win or they're in the game. <laughs> it's like the blue Jays. Yes. The Jays, when they score like seven or eight runs, they should win. Yeah. <laughs> they might not. They should win, though. So, yeah, I think they're for real, too. I think we both called them to finish second place in the division, and mm-hmm. I certainly don't see why that would change. 
All right, next team, San Jose Sharks. They are off to a 4-0 start, including beating the Toronto Maple Leafs. Hutchison was in that. Oh, yeah, but the Sharks played back-to-back, and the Rhyme Minister of Defense was not in that for them. So that Fair was enough. a little disappointing. 4-0, though. They look pretty good. Some of those quote-unquote older guys are looking like they are – back into back form to there what do you think about the san jose sharks are they for real or not i'm gonna say no i don't think it's sustainable uh you've seen the past couple seasons they've already been going downhill and i don't think they really improved in the off season so that's fair no okay you're saying no um i'm not gonna say a hard no here i'm not gonna say a hard no i'm okay with this team they certainly don't have high expectations but you've talked about this division already. This is a weak division. If there is a team that can bounce back and have a pretty good year, I wouldn't be shocked to see the San Jose team That's true. do it. If Eric Carlson continues to the play the way that he's playing, if Logan Couture continues to play the way that he's playing, they got some of these you know younger wingers as well, like Meyer, and they're really finally kind of stepping up at this point. Mm-hmm. It's early. It's only four games. Yeah. But if those guys continue to log the minutes they're playing and they continue to play the way they're playing, we're talking about a team with Eric Carlson, Brent Burns, and Edward Vlasic. Three guys on three separate defense pairings. They could be good. Yeah. Because I think they but were. But they're all like, what, 33 plus? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're a little bit older for hockey terms, of course. But at the same time, I feel like maybe not Eric Carlson, but they were inexplicably bad last year. I think they had a worse season than most people would have picked them to have. Yeah. Even if you didn't have them making the playoffs, I don't think you had them finishing as close to the bottom as they did. So maybe they're not a playoff team, but maybe they're one of those teams that comes close Mm -hmm. by the end of the season. Uh, But it'll be interesting. Florida Panthers four and oh start. They're looking good. What do you think, real or not real? I think they're legit. I put them ahead of the Toronto Maple Leafs, unfortunately. (laughs) Uh, They are right now ahead of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, you know, they came in second, I think, in their division last season. And that was a tough division. That's with Tampa. I think they finished ahead of Tampa. And Carolina. And Carolina was first in their division last season. So I think Alexander Barkov is amazing. And Sam Bennett scored a hat trick the other day. You 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 didn't think <laughs> he was uh, worth drafting that high. So, yeah, I think Florida's legit. All right, I'm gonna agree with you on that one. I did did pick the Leafs to finish ahead of Florida, but I did pick Florida to finish third in the division ahead of the Boston Bruins. So I do see them as a top three team in this division. The way they're playing right now, maybe they're the top team in yeah. this division. Could be. Bobrovsky is off to a hot start. We talked about his hot and cold seasons. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If he has He's a hot season that. with Spencer Knight there developing and learning from him, this could be a really scary team. Ekblad's back. He yeah. looks good. He's already scored some goals. Mm-hmm. I don't see too much a lag from the broken leg that happened last year. Yeah, this team is legit. I'm hoping Sam Reinhart starts to score some more points for me in fantasy. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, this team is for real. Next up is the St. Louis Blues. 3-0 start. They haven't lost yet. What do you think? Legit. I mean, they won the Cup only three seasons ago. I don't think their team makeup has changed too much. I mean, they did lose Petrangelo, but 
They've got like Buchnevich now, although he was suspended recently for two games, but they 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 haven't lost a lot of their core. And I think Jordan Cairo is that how you pronounce his name? I believe so. Um, yeah, he's he's off to a phenomenal start, and I think we did mention he was a guy who to look out for, and it's showing right now that he's racking up those points for them. Yeah, and who to look for out for as a sleeper for yeah. fantasy? That is sorry, sleeper course. guy. Yeah, but in real life, he is doing very good for that team. Um, The St. Louis Blues, I can see it. They have the depth, right? So for me, I think it is for real. The one hesitation I have with this team is is their goaltending. I think Bennington is a Stanley Cup champion. So I'm not not trashing him. I'm not saying that he's a bad goalie. I'm just saying since that one season where he won the Stanley Cup, he has been going downhill a little bit. Not mm-hmm. significantly, but to the point where they're not finishing nearly as high as they should yeah. based on the depth of this team. Their defense is loaded. Mm-hmm. Their forwards are loaded. This is a very good hockey team top to bottom. I'm curious to see if Bennington can continue that trend. I wouldn't be su- surprised if he does really well this year because he seems like the kind of guy to raise, rise to the occasion. Yeah. Do you know why there's a break in the middle of the season this year, Marcus? The Olympics. There's the Olympics this year, and I have a feeling that Jordan Bennington is eyeing a spot on Team Canada, and I think he's going to do everything that he can to try to make that team. Yeah. Will you say he's going to fight for it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a little bit fiery. Yeah, Yeah. that's for sure. Um, I like St. Louis, and the one thing we did not mention and probably should is Vladimir Tarasenko is back. And I don't just mean back on the ice, but I mean back. He's already scored a couple of goals. He yeah. looks pretty good. I think that people were knocking on him a little, but don't forget the last couple of seasons where he was having those down years. Mm-hmm. He was hurt. He yeah. had a bad shoulder. Imagine just living everyday life with a bad shoulder. Oh yeah. And then your job is to score goals and your shoulders bothering you. Couldn't imagine it. So I think if he's back, even if he still wants to trade out of there, if it, it looks like his, reputation is at least back which means Mm -hmm. they could probably get some some decent decent return yeah in return so who knows maybe he decides to stay because this team is pretty good. yeah yeah and if he's getting the ice time and he's still performing well you know that could rebuild i guess his rapport with the team or you know where he sits with his teammates and whatnot yeah i mean i I don't think that was the issue i think the issue is medical okay i I think he was upset because he had had surgeries in the past to try to remedy this issue mm-hmm. and it's continued to persist. Yeah. So maybe he was a little upset with the way that they were dealing with it. And he was hoping I've done what you've asked. I've gotten yeah. the surgeries. I've done the rehab. Why isn't my shoulder back to the way it should be? Mm-hmm. So I think there, there might even be a little bit of finger pointing happening here. Yeah. And so it might, might be a trust thing in that oh. context. I don't yeah. think it's the team or teammates or anything like that. As far as I'm aware, I think it's more the medical stuff that's going on. Oh, okay. Not exactly like the Eichel situation, but you can kind of see mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. little bit where I think team and player might uh, might be at odds here when it comes to the, the medical stuff that's going on. So we'll see. Next team, Minnesota. Minnesota Wild. One of, I think it's three teams in the NHL that do not end with an S. Oh, yeah. In their nickname, <laughs> they Wild. Are. They are. Um, 3 0. They have not lost yet. What do you think, Marcus? Real or not real? I'm going to say real. I'm going to make up for my mistake for not 
putting them in the top three in my selection of the top three in each division. So I'm going to say they are real. With Kaprizov leading the way, I don't know if he has the most points, but, you know, he's definitely their big-name player. Who's... I think he does. Oh, okay, perfect. The team, perfect. Yeah. Um, you know, he's electric on the ice. He's definitely changed the feel of the organization. And then also with... Uh, Parise and Suter being bought out. Bill Guerin's put his, he's trying to put his own stamp on the team. And I think, you know, starting with Kaprizov, it's, it's showing, it's showing the, the wild are more entertaining to watch. And I think that's great for the league. And I think they are legit. You know, they had Cam Talbot who had great finish to the season last year. And I think he's just picking up where he left off. And Cam Talbot is also supported by a great defense. They have Jared Spurgeon, Matt Dumba, Jonas Brodeen, and a couple others that are like really coming together and performing well as a team to help them out. So I think Minnesota's legit. I'm going to agree with you on this one. We talked about it a little bit where we discussed how they're going to have that huge dead cap that's coming up over the next couple of years. This year is an all-in year. I think that they have a really solid team, great defense. Losing Ryan Suter sucks because he was a big part He was part still of an effective defenseman. But if they didn't lose Ryan Suter, they would have lost Matt Dumba. So That's it was true. one of those two guys, and I guess they decided that they preferred to go with the younger one, right shot defenseman, and it was that whole culture, I think, we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Bill Guerin, how he wanted to bring in his own guys and, and go from there. I like this team. Goaltending is solid. Both goaltenders are really good. Defense is solid. On offense, they're scoring a lot of goals now, which is great. Um, we talked about Kaprizov, obviously. I like Kevin Fiala. He's uh, on my fantasy team too. They got some good guys, and I think that they're for real, and I think they're going to continue to do well in that division, and we both agree. So let's move on to the next one, the Carolina Hurricanes. 3-0 and start so far. What do you think about them? That's a yes again. I put them to finish first in their division. So with their goalie tandem of Ranta and Anderson, those are both starting goaltenders in, on their previous teams. So they're only just going to continue to do well. I think the question mark was their goaltending before, and they've definitely improved on that with Rantanen and Anderson versus I think it was Mrazek, Nedeljkovic, and Reimer. All kind of 1B and Nedeljkovic still in development. He did break out, but I think the, the current goaltending tandem is better than their previous goaltending. Obviously, they've got a great defense core. They are missing Dougie Hamilton. But as I said in my prediction, I don't think they're going to miss him too much. Uh, They've got a great defenseman in Jacob Slavin. Pesci's there too. Yeah, Brett Pesci. Yeah, and and they picked up their new power play specialist from the New York Rangers who was cut from the New York Rangers. Brady Shea? Brady Shea was on there before. No. Um, oh yeah, Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. 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 So, Tony D'Angelo. Who, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of question marks around yeah. him. He certainly has not vibed with most dressing rooms he's mm-hmm. been in. At the end of the day, they decided to sign him anyways, and he's going to be quarterback in yeah. that power play. So, yeah. even though they lost to Guy Hamilton, they still have that offensive upside, yeah. and they still have the solid defense on the For other sure. side too. So. Yeah. So I think Carolina is legit. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that one. I think they're more than legit. I think they are legit Stanley Cup uh, contenders this year. I think they should be. I do like their goaltending. 
although I'm going to question you a little bit on saying that it's upgraded, if Freddie Anderson is back, if he is legitimately back. Well, he was injured last injured, season. Yeah, but even without the injuries, he, he hasn't been the most consistent that he was the first couple of seasons in Toronto. Mrazek didn't play a ton of games last year for them, mm-hmm. but when he did play, was fantastic. And Dalkovich played really well last year too. I would say Nadalkovich had a better season than both Frederick Anderson and Ranta. Um, I think you said Ranta was the starter, but he wasn't. He was the oh, backup yeah. to Kemper, Kemper in Arizona, although Kemper was injured as well. So Ranta was a starter at one point, and then Kemper took over. Yes, yeah, that is yeah. true. So I don't know. I, I still like it. I don't think it's bad. Like they're a solid tandem. Mm-hmm. It, they're both injury prone. So not to jinx it because yeah. <laughs> apparently. Well, you can jinx them. Apparently I'm good at jinxing people. Um, Yeah, I also remembered I was talking about Chris Letang and how he gets injured. He didn't get injured, but he's on the COVID list and he's missing the game against the Leafs tonight. So sorry if I did did jinx him. I guess we'll find out. Because if Anderson or Ranta get injured now, that's that's like three for three and Mm -hmm. and then we actually (laughs) are going to have to be careful with what we say on this podcast. You will. Yeah. Okay. The next one I want to talk about is the New York Rangers. They're 4-1-1, one, and one, so they're not undefeated, but they have obviously had a great start up to this point. What do you think, real or not real? And remember, they're in a pretty loaded metropolitan division. I'm going to say they... Oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. Because... Would you like me to go first? No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Okay. okay. <laughs> Just trying to be polite. Yeah. I want to say yes, but I mean, I didn't think they were quite there yet, but Shesterkin has made, has, he's, he's stepped up. He's stepped up. He's like their number one, right? So yes, I'm going to say yes with Panarin and, you know, you got, don't forget my boy, Zibby, don't for forget sure. My boy. I mean, he's legit. I mean, and you know, he's been really hot, has five goals already this season is Chris Kreider. Oh, there you go. Chris Kreider. You also got, the Lafreniere. Norris Trophy winner, Adam Fox. Oh, sorry. You were going defense. <laughs> I was saying Lafreniere and, uh, and Capo. They have yes. some young forwards too. Yes, them too. And I think has one of them kind of made a jump or both of them or they still? I know Lafreniere has a goal. Yeah. So that's that's solid. He scored in Montreal, which mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I think his family was there. So that's good to see. So, yeah, I'm going to say yes. They are legit. All right. I like it. Some hemming and hawing. <laughs> I think that's um pretty accurate though because my answer is going to be very similar i do think they are legit i do think they have a good team but i think that division is going to be tough because i'm looking at carolina i like carolina better i still think washington is going to end up in a top two maybe top three spot in that division and the philadelphia flyers have come out hot Mm -hmm. and the pittsburgh penguins missing half their team it feels like <laughs> yeah are still winning hockey games and getting points the last i checked i believe they were 2-0-2 so they have points in every game that they've played so far tristan yari looks like he's he's back he's bouncing yeah. back so it's not that i don't trust the rangers i do think they have a lot of skill i like shesterkin it looks like he is a true goaltender oh yeah he likes stonewall the leaves yeah small sample size that's the only thing right it's true even before they signed him the, to the last mm-hmm. contract they mm-hmm. signed him to, I believe it was five, maybe $6 million. He had only, he had played less than 50 NHL games when they signed him to that, which for goalies, oh yeah, that's, you know, you're taking a chance. You're mm-hmm. taking a chance. So 
I like them. I think they're going to be battling for more so like the fourth, maybe push for the third spot in this division. Yeah. So for real, but four, one, and one, I do see some regression. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to be finishing at the top, but I think they are, they have a good chance of making playoffs. Marcus thinks they're going to finish first place. And I didn't say that. I didn't say that. They're going to Carolina's continue. already ahead of them or They're whatever. Going to be eighty <laughs> wins, one loss, <laughs> and one overtime loss. Okay, fine. <laughs> you heard it first. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, all right, next team. This one, I think maybe we might agree on, but I'm going to ask you anyways. The Buffalo Sabers are three and one to start the season in the Atlantic Division. They finally just lost to the Boston Bruins. Do you think this team is for real or not? No, they're not for real. <laughs> I we... think, I think, you know, you got to win some games and maybe they're just going to win some right now when teams are still coming back from the summer and everything. So I, I don't think they're for real. Yeah. I feel like if we did a quiz, like if I asked you to name five, six maybe players on the team that are starting do you think you could yeah i think i think i could give it a good yeah yeah sure pull up their roster and we'll do that I'll, i think i'll recognize the names if you want to go i'll pull it up though as you're going here Ooh. all right let's see and remember i'm thinking like guys that are playing getting some minutes yeah not just like obscure fourth line maybe in and out of the lineup guys who do you got oh, the... Okay, now that I'm trying to think about it, I may not even know. Like, you can't say Jack Eichel. No, no, obviously not. He's not playing. playing. He's not playing. That's fine. Okay. Okay. So their goalies are, it's Chris Anderson and Aaron Dell. Um, I'm going to correct you. It's not Chris Anderson, just seen as Craig Anderson. Oh, Craig. <laughs> I, I assume that's what you yeah, meant. Yeah, yeah, Craig Anderson. Um, Aaron Dell maybe is the third goalie on this team, but there is somebody else who has been starting games for them. Wow. And is actually doing pretty good. And dare I say he played for the Maple Leafs? His first name is Dustin. Dustin? Dustin Tokarski. Oh, no, no, he never played for the Leafs. No. No. Was he in the, is, was he in our system you, though? No, I think he was on Montreal. Oh, oh okay. Montreal I recognize system. the name. Yeah, yeah, he was. He had some potential back in the day. Yeah, Dustin Tokarski. I think he was also on Tampa. Okay, so my bad on the goalies. <laughs> Off to a great start. Uh, let's see if I can name some other players. <sighs> I want to say Colin Miller, but I don't even know if he's playing. Colin Miller, that is correct. Okay. Yeah, he's I, having a good start for them, actually. Okay, great, great. So they're playing Colin Miller. Yeah. Because um, I know they traded. I'm thinking there should be one more defenseman you okay. know. All right. That was taken first overall. Okay, yeah. There's Rasmus Dahlin because he's on my team. Yeah. They don't have Ristolainen anymore. I don't think they have Brandon Montour anymore. Um, what about some forwards, Marcus? Wait, do they still have Jake McCabe or is he gone? Jake McCabe is gone. Jake He's McCabe gone. is playing for a team that we're going to be talking about very shortly, the Pittsburgh. Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, Blackhawks. Okay. Forwards. No Jack. Okay, there's Olofsson, Victor Olofsson. That is correct, yes. Uh, Tage Thompson is probably still on the team. Okay. <laughs> Six foot seven, by yeah. the way. Yeah, big K- guy. In case you didn't know that. Big guy. I mean, you've already named five, so. Yeah. Uh, l- l- let me try and name one more forward. There's- uh, 
I can't even think of a, a board right now. There, there's a pretty obvious one. I think once I say the name, you're going to kick yourself. Oh, yeah. Bit. Kyle Ocopozo. Okay. He's on it. Kyle Ocopozo um, as well. Yeah. And there's one more name that it's, everyone was talking about who has a massive cap hit that was untradeable. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner, <laughs> yes. Jeff How's Skinner. he doing? They they put him on the top line. So he did score a goal. Um, okay. They're, they're trying. They're trying to redeem him. Yeah, they're trying to redeem him, right? I mean, you have a $9 million player. You can't yeah. put them on the fourth line and expect them to, to do anything. So I think, I think I'm not sure. I'd have to double-check this, but he, he could potentially be playing with with Ocposo um, or Olofsson as well. So yeah. that's good. Okay, see, I named some players. You did better than <laughs> I better than I would have done for sure. Because, like, so. Sam Reinhardt's gone. Jack Eichel's obviously not playing. Yep. I don't know well, who McCabe else is gone. On. McCabe is gone. Ristolainen's so. gone. Obviously, Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall. As well. well, he's only there for like half a season. Yeah. Uh, Still but. recognizable name. Yeah. yeah. That is no longer there. So, okay, we're moving on because I also agree with you. <laughs> I do think <laughs> that this is a not real team. I don't think they're going to finish very high. They don't want to finish high. At least they shouldn't because they're going. Yeah, into but they don't even have a scouting like. A scout it doesn't matter team. <laughs> when you pick first overall. You just listen to what the other teams are saying. That's true. That's uh, true. Own Power went back. He's playing at Michigan again, yeah. so that's good for them. I think he should develop there and get a lot of playing time. And Well, definitely don't want him learning from everybody else right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Darlene was also a first overall pick mm-hmm. as a defenseman, so they have two first overall picks as defensemen, so yeah. that's pretty cool. And, yeah, we'll see where it goes. But the one thing I will say is talent-wise and name recognition-wise, nowhere near – the Ottawa Senators, mm-hmm. but I get a little bit of that feel from last year where it's, it does not matter. There yeah. are no expectations for mm-hmm. this team. When they brought in Taylor Hall and they brought in Eric Stahl yeah. and, you know, they looked like potentially, oh, this is a team that could be sneaky good. Mm-hmm. And then they got the first overall pick and Jack Eichel is not playing for them and probably never will. Yeah. So I think, at this point, it's at least nice to see that where it's, hey, you know what? We don't care. So they're not going to just finish with 10 e- wins. <laughs> everyone expects us to finish dead last this year. So, hey, we can't do worse than yeah. dead last. Yeah. So hopefully that helps them in the dressing room. That's true. You know, going with like a, everyone expects us to lose. So it's true. doesn't matter. Okay. Here's a few other teams I want to talk about that are not having hot starts. They're having disappointing starts. And I want to know if you think that that is real, as in they're going to continue to be bad, or if you think that is not real and you think that they'll bounce back. So number one on my list is the Vegas Golden Knights. I don't know if people are paying attention, but they are one and three to start the season. What do you think about the Vegas Golden Knights, Marcus? Well, they had to play Edmonton, who's <laughs> five and oh. Yeah. So. That's true. That's true. Um, no, I I think they're going to bounce back. Obviously, it's it's only played four games. They still have 78 more to go. So they'll bounce back. They're definitely still a legit team. Um, I don't think they – I don't think Marc-Andre Fleury – the loss of Marc-Andre Fleury is affecting them that much. Um, Potentially. But that's true. I mean, but I think Robin Leonard has played with them before – like before prior to last season you know he finished yeah he's been there for a little while now yeah yeah so and he played very season and a half at this point he played well when he was acquired and you know he went on that cup run they didn't get to the finals but they they made it deep in the playoffs so i think robin leonard's still a legit goalie and i think they'll bounce back all right i agree 
I think this is a legit team. I think that they will bounce back. So I don't think that this is real in terms of their start. I would challenge the notion that Fleury's loss doesn't affect them. And I don't even mean on the ice. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about off the ice. I'm talking about in the change room. I'm talking about a guy where everywhere he's been, everybody speaks very highly of him. And the positivity that he exudes, everyone always says, you know, he's always smiling. Mm -hmm. And that's something that kind of seeps into everybody's mood in the room, right? So it's possible that maybe not even on the ice, but off the ice, he is being missed more than people realize. And the way that he was let go probably did not sit well with a lot of those players too. That's very true. So I wonder if a little bit of that is coming into play here. At the well, end of the a day, lot of, uh, no, just sorry to interrupt. Yeah. A lot of how Vegas has kind of let go of some of those big signings or their kind of big name players uh, does, doesn't really sit well yeah. either. Yeah. Right. And, and I think this one the most, like this was the first guy. This was the yeah. first, Yeah, they made the finals in the first season with him as the goalie. He's been fantastic for them throughout this process. Like, and then they trade him for a bag of pucks and he found out <laughs> on Twitter. Like yeah. he found it online. Like, so I think it was even worse than some of the other ones that have happened. No but offense to the other goalie. He's not a bag of pucks, but yeah, he isn't Mark Andre Fleury. He's not a goalie. I don't think. Oh, I thought he never mind. No, no, the guy they traded for. Oh, okay. No, I think he's a position player. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah. <laughs> Shows what I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's okay. Um, but I do think they'll bounce back. I think when you talk to most hockey experts, we'll say, um, most people had Vegas finishing first in this mm-hmm. division. This was probably one of the few consensus everybody yeah. thinks Vegas will be number one. Them and Other divisions. Yeah, Colorado. Although that division is very strong. Yes. Like people wouldn't be shocked to see Minnesota or St. Louis or some of the other teams in that division have good seasons. Mm -hmm. I think in this division, it was Vegas, maybe Edmonton, everybody else. So we'll see how it goes, but I do think they will bounce back. The Kraken. The Kraken. Marcus is Kraken. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next team I want to talk about is our hometown rivals, the Montreal Canadiens. They are 0-5. They have not won a game, and they have not gotten a point. I don't mean overtime losses. or they're, We're talking five games, zero points out of a possible ten points. Is this real, or are they going to bounce back? Is this not real? I don't know if they're going to like bounce back to making the Stanley Cup Finals, but I think they're a lot better than 0-5. You know, obviously, I think the loss of Carey Price and Shea Weber are big big changes to their dressing room and to their team dynamic but i don't think it's oh and five big zero points out of a possible 10 that is bad i mean i think they obviously with the loss of deno and kotkanemi but they tried to replace it with christian dvorak they they made some like smart acquisitions in the offseason as well yeah and they added uh, uh mike hoffman yeah i'm not sure he's played yet though he was injured oh okay but still, I think they they made some good moves. Patrice Bergeron? No, not Patrice. <laughs> uh, don't forget Jonathan Drouin. Oh, yeah, Drouin is back. He didn't play most yeah. of last season. So yeah, not an acquisition in the sense of like signing him or trading for him, but getting him back is big, right? Oh, Mark Bergevin. That's their GM, the G- not Patrice General Bergeron. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he was one day. French Canadian, yeah, yeah, very talented. But would they want him, even though he plays for Boston? <laughs> yeah, or, or would he want to go there? Yeah, that's true. I'm we sure. digress. The yeah. team itself. So you are saying 
what? Not real? Real? I don't think that's like the real where the team is going to finish. I think they're going to be a little better than that. So not real then. So not 0-182, but also not a playoff team. Or do you see? I think they have a shot at the playoffs. I I don't remember. I don't remember what I said at the uh, beginning of the before. The I the think pre-season. you said that they would fight for a wild card spot. Yes, I think yeah. I think that's where they they should be, and I think that's where they'll get to. Okay. All right. I am going to disagree with you. I think this is real. I do not think the Montreal Canadiens are a playoff team, and I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. I don't think they're going to go zero and eighty two. Just let's get that out of the way, okay? Um, but the loss of Price and the loss of Weber is going to be way too much to overcome for this team. Don't forget, Weber potentially done. Like, mm-hmm. not just oh, gone yeah, yeah. for the season. No, he's like retiring, done. Potentially retiring due to injuries. That is their captain. That's the leader. That's the guy on the ice who other teams pay attention well, to. Well, it's a huge hole. You know, it's he's he every team that would play against Montreal would be like, oh. I don't want to play against Shea Weber. Scary the dude. forwards, you know, they're going to go in. They're going to crash in that. They're going to get their spine broken by Shea Weber. Yeah, and the other team's defense yeah. doesn't want to block that shot. Yeah, exactly. They he got that slap shot a from goal the yeah. – In the Olympics <laughs> where they had to stop time because he literally shot so hard, he ripped a hole in the mesh. There you go. So they kept playing, <laughs> and then they came back, and they're like, oh, no, wait, he did score. Yeah. There's a hole in the mesh. Crazy. Um, yeah, the impact of him, the impact of Carey Price. Carey Price, who's gone. Again, I think the Price thing is, it comes back to me to the flurry thing too, where it's not just the on-ice performance. Mm-hmm. Because really, Price hasn't played that well in the regular season the last couple of years. They're not missing him in that sense. They're missing his calming demeanor. They're missing his leadership. They're missing that confidence mm-hmm. of playing in a game regardless of what's going on, regardless of what his stats are, they know they can win any single game with Carey Price as the goalie. And that's something that's hard to shake. So to me, that's part of the problem. The other issue too is with Weber gone, they have great defensive defensemen, which is good, but they're not getting the puck up to the forwards, Mm. right? Jeff Petrie is pretty much the only puck-moving guy on that team right now. So if he's not on the ice, even though Montreal is deep in the forward positions, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say they have, like, superstars, like, to the level of, you know, the Maple Leafs or Bruins or Lightning who are in the division. They're still deep. They still have a lot of talented forwards who could and should score more goals. You know, we're talking about guys like Anderson and Caulfield and Druant and Dvorak and Gallagher and Hoffman and Suzuki and Toffoli. Like, that's a lot of names. Oh, yeah. Of a lot of guys who can put the puck in the back of the net in the NHL. They're not getting the puck. It's hard to score when you can't transition when you don't have the puck in the offensive zone. And I think that's part of the problem right now. I don't see that changing. And so that's why I don't think this team is going to be a playoff team. I don't see them being able to fix mm-hmm. it's it, to me it's not fixing something that's broken in the ten in the context of they're not transitioning well i just don't think they have the personnel yeah to transition well so unless they could make a trade i guess they could make trades for sure they could throw you know weber on the ltir yeah. i'm sure price is there right now but i still just don't know if this team is going to be able to do it and all due respect to the cup run they had last year I still put a heavy asterisk beside it. 
I still feel like the Leafs lost that series. I don't know if Montreal won that series, in my opinion. Yeah, course, but they still went on to sweep Winnipeg. I agree. I'm not talking about after Vegas. that. <laughs> I'm not talking about after that. I'm talking about, in my opinion, they should have lost in the first round. And yeah. if this is a team that lost in the first round after barely making the playoffs, I don't think anyone would have had the expectation that they were going to do extremely well this year, especially back in an Atlantic division mm-hmm. with Tampa Bay and Boston and Florida and Toronto. And I don't then think, now missing their captain and, and their goalie. And now missing their captain and their starting goaltender. Like, I just don't see how this gets fixed. Their this franchise year. goaltender. The, the <laughs> franchise, right? And so we'll see what happens. But to me, I think this is real. I think that they're not a playoff team. They're going to win some games. They're not going to go 0 82. But I don't think that they're going to continue to, um, to surprise people at this point. And also, don't forget they were the last team to make the playoffs last year. Like there was actually teams like the New York Rangers. Oh yeah. Had Had more more points. points, Yeah. But didn't make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And two years ago in the bubble, if it wasn't a COVID year, they were 24th. Yeah. Like they would not have made the playoffs. They Mm -hmm. would not have had the opportunity for a play in round to upset the Pittsburgh Penguins and make the playoffs. So it's not like we're talking about a team that's had continued success over the last, you know, three, four seasons. I don't know. I think it's catching up to them. Yeah. So to me, that's real. And we're moving on. Uh, This one's surprising, but the Colorado Avalanche are one in three. I don't think we need to talk about this. I I, I think we both say that's not where they should be. That's not real. Not real. (laughs) They're going to bounce back. They're going to be just fine. Their team is loaded and they will win a lot of hockey games. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, this one we have to talk about because of me, not because of you, <laughs> but the Chicago Blackhawks are Oh, four and one. I picked them second in this division. <laughs> I am not very confident with my second pick here. Uh, do you think this is real Marcus or do you think that this is not real? I think this is real. I don't know if they're going to go not win any games again. Obviously, I think they're going to win some games. I think they're going to they can fight for a playoff spot, but I don't think they're second in division good as what Sean thinks. I don't think it's real. Okay. I mean, I can do you want me to go in and No, oh. no, that's all right. That's fine. <laughs> that's okay. You didn't pick them anyways. I think this is more for me to talk about. Oh, this is hard. Um I I don't think this is real. I don't think they're this bad. I think they've had a poor start. Mm-hmm. I look at this team. I look at Jonathan Taves. I look at Tyler Johnson. I look at Kirby Dak. I look at Dylan Strom yeah. as four centers on this team. They have wingers who can score. They have Patrick Kane. Can never count out Patrick Kane. Yeah, they have sure. the cat to bring cat to mm-hmm. bring it. Um, like this team has pieces in my opinion, and they they did re up on the defense, right? Like they shook it up. Yeah. Seth Jones is there. McCabe is there, as you mentioned earlier. <laughs> um, you mentioned it. Well, I just said his name. You probably didn't know where he was. <laughs> but right now, the biggest problem is Mark Andre Fleury is not playing Vesna caliber goaltending, and Lankanen is not playing very well either. Mm-hmm. So we have two goalies that are not playing up to performance. We have a defense that is not helping those yeah. goalies in any way, shape, or form. And the offense, as loaded as it is, is not able to make up for the poor play on defense and the poor play in goaltending. So, to me, Seth Jones should bounce back. 
I think he's better than what he's been playing. I think Marc-Andre Fleury will bounce back. And I think Kevin Lankinen should do better. Mm-hmm. not saying he's a Vesna goaltender by any means. Yeah. But if those three guys turn it around even a little bit, mm-hmm. I do see this team at least pushing for a playoff spot. I don't know about second place in the division. <laughs> Maybe that was a little premature. Yeah. Uh, and that's okay. Well, you're no. counting on, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury being there and being that Vesna caliber Vesna. goalie, but he doesn't True. have the same team in front of him. Yeah. So we'll see. But for now... I think that they will bounce back. I think that they will start to play better. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they go on a little bit of a run, catch up, get a little points. Okay, this is the last team that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're both going to agree that it's real, so that's not my question mark. (laughs) I just wanted to mention it to everybody. It's not actually a debate. We don't have to go back and forth. Arizona Coyotes, 0-3-1. They are right where they want to (laughs) be. This team is looking to finish last place in the league. They want the first overall pick. It's true. Uh, Shane Wright this year, correct? Yes, I think yeah. so. So, yeah, just to mention, we're talking about the some teams are doing good, they mm-hmm. should. Some teams are doing bad, and they shouldn't. Uh, Arizona is right where they want it. Oh, three and one. Okay, let's move on. Um, I wanted to talk quickly about the Olympics that are coming up. So a lot of teams are putting out some of the eligible players or players that they're looking at to invite to, is it a 53-56 team list? Something like that. And the list for Canada's goalies came out. Now, every team is providing five goalies on a list that they're looking at. Canada got an exemption for six because Carey Price is one of those goalies. And nobody is sure what the timeline is going to look on that. So because it is so up in the air with Carey Price, they decided to let Canada put six goalies on the list, including Price as one of those six. So I'm going to say the names to you, Marcus. I want you to tell me who you think is the current front runner let's say top two okay the current starter and backup for team canada today right now and if you wanted to talk about if you think somebody will take over in the future that's mm-hmm. fine but i'm talking about right now so carrie price assuming he's back jordan biddington mark andre Fleury, darcy kemper carter hart and mackenzie blackwood those are the six names right now who do you think will be the starter for canada at the olympics this year I want to say Carey Price, but if he's not back. So it would be Carey Price? Yeah. Assuming he's not there, Carey Price's name does not exist. Of the rest of these five guys then, who are the top two you're looking at? I would still go with Marc-Andre Fleury. Okay. I'd go with him as as either one or one B or number two or whatever. He'd, He'd definitely be in my top two. As for the other guy um what's the who else is there is carter bennington kemper hart and blackwood i don't know so those names are jumping out at me let's say you picked price and flurry then okay those are your top two yeah okay okay yeah so then mine will be carrie price and mark andre flurry those are my two goalies that i'm going that i'm dressing for the game of the gold medal game or the whole olympics sounds good and how about you, Sean? Okay. So for me, Carey Price has to be there. If Carey Price is back, he's yeah. going to be the goalie. I think he'll be the starter. Same thing we've seen over the last couple seasons. Yeah, regular season a little shaky. Put this guy but, in any pressure situation, playoffs, game seven, mm-hmm. gold medal, Olympics. He yeah. is the guy you're going to rock with. Carey Price, 
100 percent um to me i actually am going to go out on a limb here and i'm going to say that jordan binnington is going to be the second goalie for team canada i mentioned it earlier in the podcast but he also seems like the kind of guy to me who steps up and likes pressure situations and wants to be that guy and so I think he is going to have a good year this year because it's an Olympic year, and I think he's going to play his way onto this team. I think he'll be the second guy behind Carey Price, and I think for me, number three is going to be Marc-Andre Fleury. I think especially if Carey Price is not there, they're mm-hmm. going to want a veteran who's yep. been there before who has the experience. He'll have to turn around his year this year a little bit. Of course. He can't be this bad yep. and be named to the Canadian team. But we're talking about a guy who's been to the Olympics before and literally won a Vezina trophy last year. Yeah, he just won a Vezina. And we talked about his off-ice um, intangibles intangibles as well. So to me, I see Price as the starter. I see Bennington as the backup. Fleury named as the third goalie. Mm-hmm. If Price isn't there, perhaps Bennington gets the start and Fleury would be the backup um, to be there as that veteran presence. And if Bennington slips, then they put Fleury in yeah. and they're confident with that duo. I just don't think that Hart and Blackwood are ready yet. I yeah. think they're a little young still. Maybe by the next Olympics, they've established themselves a little bit more. And Kemper, to me, is it's going to be hard. He hasn't had a good start, mm-hmm. and he could get injured because, unfortunately, he has he is injury-prone. I just hope that they pick goalies based on the goaltender because if Kemper turns it around and it's just because he's playing for Colorado, I'd be a little skeptical to see if he could do it yeah, uh, for Team Canada, but maybe that's literally the point. He plays for a very good Colorado team, so why can't he play for a very good mm-hmm, Canada mm-hmm. team? Those are my thoughts. Those are Marx's thoughts. So we're I both. Think, pre- hold on, I think I think they missed on Braden Holpe. I don't think he had a great season last year, but I think uh, he's had a great start so far on Dallas, and I think they should have put him on the list. You know, he's won a Stanley Cup. I think he's a proven goaltender, and. I, I don't see why they left him off. I don't disagree with you. Um, to me, I was a little surprised to see Blackwood's name, to be honest. Yeah. If yeah. you replace Blackwood with Holpe, mm-hmm. I'm not offended. I'm not upset. Yeah, I think the only difference is that Holpe slowly and steadily fell off. It wasn't just the one bad season in Vancouver, although that was a bad season. Yeah. <laughs> there was a two or three seasons after winning the Stanley Cup where he started to slowly fall off and not play great. And so maybe it was just that it's been mm-hmm. a few years since they won the cup and they want to see some fresh, some new guys in there. Yeah. But yeah. Cause yeah. I, I guess they want to look to the future as well. Yeah. You know, kind of bring along some other goaltenders. If, if like Carter Hart or um, Blackwood were to make it, they'll just get, you know, tutelage and get the experience. And then that way, the next Olympics, you're going to probably see Hart and Blackwood as yeah. your starters yeah to me like that's why i like bennington in this pick because he's yeah. still young too so i, I like 28 him. i think he's like 28 yeah but he'll be 32 at the next olympics then yeah so but that's... hope he's 32 is he really yeah i think he's born in 89 oh okay yeah no but i mean Holpe hasn't been there before has he that i don't know i don't think he has if he has maybe as a third goalie but I think they bring Bennington in just for that exact reason. He's 28. He's in his prime. By 32, he'll still be in his prime. Plus, he he's, plays with a chip on his shoulder. He's also he's a late, fighter. late bloomer, too, right? Like, he yeah. hasn't – he stepped into the NHL at a little bit of an older age, too. So, that gives him a little bit less wear and tear on those knees, kind of like Tim Thomas style, mm. you know? 
I mean, on I have a list right now, and he's believe it or not, he's actually played less games than Michael Hutchison. Michael oh. Hutchison on this list right now has played 136 games. Jordan Biddington, 128. Yeah. Well, that's what I say. He's a late bloomer. That's fine. He does have 20 more wins though. Yeah. 75 and, versus 55. And, and and you're forgetting one major difference. <laughs> Jordan Biddington has That's won the, has the Stanley, Stanley Cup <laughs> as the starting goaltender. Hey, Michael Hutchison of had the St. Louis Blues. He had a playoff win the other. Did not the- win the Stanley <laughs> Cup. Moving on. Uh, this is something I wanted to mention because here we go. We're going to plug it on Twitter. Faceoffs Fantasy. Make sure you follow us and like our stuff if you have Twitter. I or saw- get Twitter and then follow <laughs> us and like our stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, I noticed that there was a tweet from Cap Friendly. And they mentioned that Nikita Kucherov is back on the LTIR. And they essentially alluded to the fact that not only is Kucherov on the LTIR, but his $9.5 million cap hit is also on the LTIR. And they essentially were saying that this could be an opportunity for the Tampa Bay Lightning to acquire a player who is currently on the LTIR get them on their team (laughs) once they're on the tampa bay lightning then place that player on the ltir and when kucherov comes back because they're expecting him back before playoffs this year that new player who was acquired and is on ltir could come back playoff time 9.5 million dollar cap hit i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not trying to jinx anything here but for those of you who did not hear Marx's cough, Jack Eichel has a $10 million cap it. Um, if they did something like this, it would be nuts. The NHL and NHL fans would go crazy. And it would be for one year. Like, they would have to trade somebody in the offseason. Yeah. Because they couldn't carry those cap hits into a full regular season. But can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine they trade for Jack Eichel, let him get his surgery, let him take his time to rehab it, Mm-hmm. Kucherov comes back. They finish well in the regular season. And then, boom, let's just put Eichel in there in the playoffs. Because why not? <laughs> That'd be crazy. It'd be nuts. Getting and that it, injection of Eichel and potentially Kucherov. I don't know how long Kucherov is out for, but it'll be like last season times two. You get two superstar players ready for the playoffs. Crazy. I do think Kucherov's back before okay. the end of the season. Like, okay. he, this isn't a season anything. But they're saying because he's on the LTIR right now, this would be the time to trade for somebody, and then they're able yeah. to do it. So it uh, it doesn't have to be Jack Eichel. It could be any player on the LTIR, somebody who's going to be out for a while, potentially come back. Mm-hmm. Who mm-hmm. knows what that looks like? But I just wanted to mention it. I liked that tweet on uh, our social media page there, and uh, I thought it was just interesting. Okay. That was Cap Friendly that tweeted that, right? That was Cap Friendly, yeah. Cat friendly, great website, a lot of good information. All right. Well, that would be crazy if that trade goes through. Be nuts. <laughs> I don't Pandemonium. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they all play on the same team, like you said, they'd have to probably make another trade to even get Jack Eichel onto the roster. But who cares? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you just try to win. Just the theoretical cups. team. Yeah. The theoretical team. And then if you, yeah, bring him back in the playoffs, then yes, that's, that's Dude, very that, true. Think about how amazing that would be, though, if they then traded Eichel to restore the cupboard. 
like oh, yeah. they've they've been trading picks which means their farm system's a bit mm-hmm. depleted like think about long term that's actually a smart thing too yeah where you get them you trade them but again. then what are they going to trade to oh, buffalo yeah you know yeah, they have yeah. to give up a lot to get jack yeah, Eichel. Yeah, i guess it's not like true. they're just going to get him for free and then well I wonder if they trade for him while he's injured and he comes back and performs well in the playoffs, if they could get more than what they traded. I think so. I think if the, obviously if they were to acquire Jack Eichel and then he comes back in the playoffs and is kind of like back to where he was, then yeah, I, for sure they could probably get more than what Buffalo is going to get for him from Tampa. Very hypothetical. But this is all hypothetical. Very hypothetically speaking. Of course. All right, let's go. Next thing. Okay. Leafs talk. Um, they played two games this past week. Uh, they're going to play a game tonight, right? Yeah, they play against the Pittsburgh Penguins yes. tonight. Yes, who have nobody. Yeah, but it's a back-to-back for the Leafs. They played yesterday against San Jose, and they played on Monday against the New York Rangers. Unfortunately, they were both losses. Uh, one was in overtime against the Rangers. It was two to one. And yesterday's game against San Jose was five to three. Any thoughts on the game, Sean? Yeah, I mean, a couple things to mention. Two one game. Jack Campbell played really well again. Like that's not been an issue at all for this team. I think that was Shesterkin that just shut the door. Shesterkin had an amazing game. Kind of um, like that Ottawa game where they. Um, it felt exactly like that. Yeah, like forty plus shots mm-hmm. on goal. Not yeah, even. You were texting like, me. You're just yeah. like another forty plus shot game and and they lost yeah <laughs> so i mean it's one of those things where yeah matthews is back now and yeah these are the first two games that matthews they, played they gotta score more goals like mm-hmm. it's as simple as that it's quiet right now in leafland and mitch marner has one point in the five or six games that they've played matthews just came back but he hasn't scored yet Tavares finally got a goal yeah, last game goal standing last night. on the night but yeah, like you're paying those guys a lot of money to score goals. Like right now, Nylander and Bunting, I think, have been our most consistent goal scorers, which, hey, that's great. Fantastic. You know who else is playing fantastic as freaking always? Jason Spezza, yeah. the ageless wonder. Yep. Uh, incredible, right? But we need our top guys to score. We need Matthews to score. We need Marner to pick it up. He's got to get a fire lit under his butt. I think at the end of the day, I'm not worried. They're the kind of guys where – when they finally do get going, mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. going to get going. Like we saw it last year with Matthew scoring, what, 18 goals in like 20-something games, 24 games. Like once they get going, they'll be fine. Well, they at the just, beginning of the season, he was like a goal a game for yeah. a while. Yeah, so. so I think once they get going, they'll be okay. The game against San Jose, disappointing to say the least. Yeah, Hutchinson was in net. I don't think he played that bad, if I'm being honest. But San Jose was on a back-to-back like they played the night before and then they came to Toronto and Toronto had three nights rest, like three days to prepare for this game and be ready and ball out. And they still did not show up ready to play. Like this is something that is continuing to be a storyline in Leafland. This team, for whatever reason, maybe it's, it has to be mental because Mm -hmm. physically they are a very solid team. They are not prepared for games. They're not showing up at the beginning. They're losing a lot of first periods now, and it's causing them to play from behind. Yeah. And that's just not okay. So the game against Ottawa where we lost because their goalie made 40-whatever saves Mm -hmm. and Shesterkin 40-whatever saves, you got to tip your cap sometimes. 
I still think they need to find a way to score, but for sure, you gotta it like is what it is. score those kind of like playoff goals where they're just rebounds and they're dirty goals. You can't yeah. just depend on that flashy, you know, snapshot wrist shot from Austin Matthews all the time. Yeah, as you can as you know in previous playoffs, it kind of it can disappear. And if you're not scoring those dirty rebound goals, then you know that's <laughs> you're not gonna go very hockey. far. <laughs> Old school hockey, yeah. So we'll see. Like I said, the San Jose game, a little disappointing. But they're also hot. Like, we know they're 4-0. Mm-hmm. They've started the season 4-0. Eric Carlson looks like he's 24 years old again. Like, I still think that team's going to come back down to earth. We talked about it a little bit. Yep. They, they're they still going to be good, but I think they're going to come back down to earth a little. And I guess you got to tip your cap on that one, too. Aiden Hill played. They didn't even have James Reimer, their starter mm-hmm. in net. But Hill had a good game, and... It is what it is. What about you? Did you have any other insights or? Uh, I think you pretty much said it all. Maybe like like you said that mental part. The Leafs probably looking past San Jose, just assuming it's oh, it's just San Jose back to back. You know, we'll just win this easily, and then they have a back to back now. So hopefully they bring it against Pittsburgh because, as you said, they didn't really bring it against San Jose. Yeah, and I'm curious too because. During the whole Mike Babcock era, there was a lot of flack being given for Mike Babcock would always start his number one goaltender on the first night and save, or not save, sorry, yeah. but play the second goaltender mm-hmm. on the back of the back-to-back, which puts the players in a bad spot and that backup goalie in a bad spot because they're tired versus mm-hmm. the first mm-hmm. game. Everyone was applauding, I think, Keith on this one for saving Campbell for the second game Saturday night at home against the Penguins. Yep. But I don't know. Now that we see the result and you think about how well San Jose's playing right now, do you need that first win to give the boys yeah, confidence? Because now they're on a back-to-back where if they lose the second game with their starter in net, ooh, heads are going to start turning in mm-hmm. Toronto. Well, anyways, hopefully they win tonight. Uh, and we'll <laughs> we're recording right now. The game starts in about an hour, hour and a half. So hopefully they win. And uh, we'll be talking about that next week. Yeah. <laughs> And now, welcome to our fantasy portion of the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about our players of the week and who to stream. So, I'm going to start off with, I think this is a given, Connor McDavid. He is definitely one of the players of the week. With three goals and five assists in three games, and he's got 13 points in five games. He is superhuman. I think he's that's over or that's on pace for over 150 points on the season that's unbelievable to think about insane unbelievable but is it (laughs) okay that's believable (laughs) to think about (laughs) i was gonna say it's insane and you know everyone always says he can't keep up those numbers but it's Connor mcdavid so if Connor mcdavid scored 150 points in a season like of all players that would not shock me let's say um I want to talk about somebody else on that same team who is, I think, benefiting. That's on pace. Hold on. Sorry. That's on pace for 213 points. That's crazy. That's a lot of points. Isn't like Gretzky has the record. I think it's 215. I think so. 215 in a season. There's no, like, that's not even close in, in the modern era. That's just not something that's going to happen. But yeah, 213. That's a lot. With eight, with only 52 goals and 163 assists. Nasty. 
And then he's also second on the list, third on the list, fourth on the list, and then Mario Lemieux, fifth on the list with only 199. Oh, <laughs> chump change. I know. How bad do you think Mario wanted that 200th point? Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just so bad. Um, okay, the other person I want to talk about with Players of the Week here is Zach Hyman. Oh, do we miss Zach Hyman in Toronto? Zach Hyman has four goals and one assist, so five points in his last three games since joining the Oilers. Uh, most notably, he had a game with both a power play goal and a penalty kill goal in the same game. That does not happen very often. Okay, And so that's a team that was looking for some secondary scoring, looking for some people other than McDavid and Dreisaitl to really step up and mm-hmm. be consistent by putting the puck on the back of the net. He has five goals in five games. So I'd say that's pretty darn consistent. And I think he is a perfect fit in Edmonton, at least for the first three to four years <laughs> of that contract. We'll talk about that later on, but that's okay. So Zach Hyman is also having a fantastic fantasy hockey week. Another player of the week is going to be Eric Carlson. Uh, as Sean mentioned earlier, it looks like he's 24 again. He's got two goals and three assists in three games uh, this past week. Is it for real? Or will he fall off again or kind of regress back to the norm of the past couple seasons? I mean, hopefully if you're an Eric Carlson older owner, I think you obviously are hoping he keeps it up and, you know, drops 100 points this season. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things, again, where you talk about the believable or unbelievable. And if you were to talk about this, you know, five years ago, let's say, Eric Carlson scoring 100 points in a season, not unbelievable. Uh, He's certainly fallen off the last couple of years. Certainly those injuries kind of came back and caught up with him a little bit. But I think by all accounts, from what I'm seeing on Twitter and what I'm reading, he looks as good as he's looked in a number of years. And it doesn't look like a fluke that he's putting the puck back in the neck again. So, yeah, hopefully for those of you who own Eric Carlson, that's great. You continue to reap the benefits and reap the rewards uh, because you probably drafted him because of name recognition. But, hey, good for you because you have him and other people don't. I think he's only owned in – or he's owned in 74% of Yahoo, Yahoo League. So there's 26% of leagues that you can still pick him up. Still available. Get him while he's hot. Next person, Miro Heiskinen, defenseman for the Dallas uh, Stars. He signed that massive contract we talked about in our first or maybe second episode of the podcast. In the last three games, he has one goal, three assists, so four points in three games, 12 shots on goals, and he's also putting up three hits, five blocks, giving you some additional categories for those of you in the Bangor Leagues. So Miro Heiskinen is, has broken out. He is legit, and I think he's going to have a big season, much like McAvoy did last year for the Boston Bruins. Yep, he's the number one guy in Dallas, for sure. And they have Klingberg, though. As well. Who's but a I big think, points getter. Yeah, but I think Heiskinen is like now their number one defenseman. Yeah. Right? Um, next is going to be Igor Shesterkin, the goaltender on the New York Rangers. He has three wins and a .99 goals against average. So that's less than one goal a game in those three games. And he has a 971 save percentage. 
Those are insane numbers. And I think he's one of the big reasons why the Rangers are off to such a great start. So definitely a player of the week. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, hopefully he continues that too because he had that amazing stretch when he first came into the league and everyone's like, whoa, this goalie is for real. Um, and then he had a couple injuries, like that fluke car accident and stuff oh, yeah. too. Like, yeah. you know, not even stuff that was his fault, mm-hmm. right? And then everything with COVID happening, but he has that potential and so far he is living up to it. So let's see if it continues. Uh, it's keeping to the goalies, uh, Miko Koskinen for the Edmonton Oilers. We know that uh, Mike Smith, the other goalie for the Oilers, is currently injured. He's on the IR. We did mention he's going to start skating soon, so I don't think he'll be gone too long. But last year was a very disappointing season for Koskinen. This year, he is bouncing back. This past week, three wins, three games, 2.03 goals against, and a 9.43 save. So those are some ridiculously high numbers. And hopefully for Oilers Nation, he continues to show that promise. And if he can have a bounce back season and Mike Smith can be relatively good, I don't think he needs to be as good as he was last year. Mm-hmm. But even if he's relatively good, that tandem will be extraordinarily good for Edmonton in a weak division. And I think that they will end up finishing in that number two spot where I believe both of us had them finishing. Also, if Connor McDavid, you know, puts up 160 points, that may yeah. help. Or if he's on pace. If he Just goes don't on pace. let up five or more goals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you let in four or less goals, there's a good chance you're going to win the game. For sure. For sure. All right. And those are our players of the week. Uh, next, we're going to talk about who to stream. So these are players that either you want to pick up or be playing if you do have them. So first, we're going to go with Joel Erickson Eck on Minnesota. He's only owned in 52% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, he only had one game this week, but he had three goals, two power play points, seven shots on goal, and 19 faceoff wins. Is he breaking out or what? That was one game. For That's those crazy. <laughs> taking, you know, listening one more time. Three goals, two power play points, seven shots on goals. That's two power play goals then. And 19 face-off wins in one game. Uh, yeah, Marcus, I would like to think that this is maybe a breakout campaign for him. And remember, this is one of those times where he is somebody who's been a Selkie candidate in the past. So he is known for being a two-way center. He's known for being great defensively. If he can start to put the puck in the net a little more and get some more points too, ooh, watch out. Watch out. And he signed a long-term contract with them as well. I think at least six years on the extension that he signed with Minnesota. So he'll be there for the same amount of time and even longer than Kirill Kaprizov will be there for. So that would be very interesting to see how they continue to do moving forward. Next player we want to talk about is Logan Couture. He plays center. He is the captain for the San Jose Sharks, the surprising San Jose Sharks, who are 4-0. He's only owned in 51% of leagues right now. Not overly surprising because of the whole Sean strategy and fantasy. So many centers <laughs> go off the board where guys like Couture aren't even drafted in a lot of leagues. So in almost 50% of leagues, he's available. So if you don't have him, you should consider picking him up. He's got three goals and three assists in his last three games. That's six points, two points a game. And probably a big reason why the San Jose Sharks are off to a full north start. For sure. For sure. Next, uh, we have another center with um, 
He's actually on my fantasy on, fantasy team. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois on Winnipeg, only owned in 50% of Yahoo leagues. Or this past week, he had two goals, one assist, two power play points, and 10 faceoff wins. So that's pretty good. Pretty good numbers for a second-line guy on Winnipeg. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Everyone was looking to see if he would have a bounce-back season, right? Like, with everything that happened with asking for the trade out of Columbus and mm-hmm. coming over and having to quarantine and not really fitting in. And it sounds like he had a great summer working out and getting back into shape and preparing for this year. So hopefully he can continue to do that. And I hope that so. Would be, sorry? I said I hope so. Yeah, he's on your fantasy team, so that's important. And I think it's important for the Jets too because they are at a pretty disappointing start. I think they're 1-2-1 one, and one right now. Um, Connor Hellebuck isn't having the greatest start to the season, but he'll bounce back because it's Connor Hellebuck. So as long as the team in front of him starts to play a little bit better, including Dubois, uh, I think that'll be fantastic for the team. Next person we're going to talk about is, uh, do you want to talk about him, Marcus? Because you're you're the one who brought him up during our conversation with the Olympics. Sure. So I think he should be on the short list of goaltenders for the Olympics for Team Canada. Braden Holtby. He's only owned in 52% of Yahoo leagues. This past week, he had, or sorry, this season so far, he's got a 1.6 goals against average and a 9.55 save percentage, which is some amazing numbers. Um, and that was only in four games. Also, with uh, Hudobin not having a good start to the season this year and getting paid over $3 million, I think Holby, Holtby is taking that veteran goalie role yeah i mean it's possible right because they have odinger there too that young kid who played really well last year i think it's odinger or is it odinger 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 i don't know yeah we'll have to look it up (laughs) for now i'll say odinger i apologize if it's incorrect and we will correct ourselves moving forward uh but he is is uh exempt from waivers so that's why he was kind of the odd man out and that's why i think he'll be going up and down throughout the year because as of right now, they have both Holby and uh, Kudobin, like you said. So one of them might Where's Ben be, Bishop? He's still injured. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ben Bishop is on this team, for yeah. those of you counting, yes. Uh, but he's still injured. He's not back, so he is going to need some more time. Yeah. When he is back, one of these goalies might be expandable. Mm-hmm. How does it work? Who knows? Maybe Dallas is going to be they're gonna, They're in the start of the three-goalie tandem. <laughs> Three goalie tandem. Yeah. Four, man. Oh, Odinger's, four, yeah, if you included um, Jake. They have, they have a lot of goalies. Yeah. They have a lot of goalies. So it is what it is. But if Holpe continues to play like this, I think you're right. I think he's going to take over as a starter. Uh, Kudobin had a bad season last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dallas as a whole had a bad season. But you think after that playoff run, yep. I don't know. It's kind of funny actually thinking back on it and now thinking about how Montreal's doing where their starting goalies is out that and curse? the backup is in. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of similarities. I see a lot of similarities here um, with the stars being gone, like Sagan being out for basically the entire season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's funny. I didn't even make that connection yeah. <laughs> until we just started talking about it. But the Dallas Stars went to the Cup Finals and then had an awful season, the Montreal Canadiens Cup Finals. So far, only five games in, but so far a bad season too. That's true. Yeah. And then the last person we wanted to talk about here was uh, Kevin Shattenkirk, name you probably haven't heard in a while. He was fantastic for the Rangers, fantastic for the Lightning, won the Stanley Cup, signed a kind of last big ticket with Anaheim. He'll probably end up finishing the end of his career with the Anaheim Ducks. 
But for the time being, he's still like the number one guy there, and he's power playing that quarterback. And he had two goals and two assists in three games. He also had four power, uh, sorry, penalty minutes, and two of his four points were on the power play. So this is a guy who is a defenseman, maybe slowing down a little bit, but he's still getting those opportunities because Anaheim isn't quite ready to compete just yet. Yeah, they have Gibson and Nett, and yeah, they have a pretty solid young group of kids, um, but they're too much of a wild card to just throw those young guys into mm-hmm. some of those positions against the heavier guys on other teams. So I think Shattenkirk is a perfect candidate where he's going to get lots of opportunities because they're protecting those young guys still lots of playing time and lots of power play time. So, so far so good and only own in 51% of leagues. So if you're desperate for a defenseman who puts up some power play points, maybe that's a consideration for you. All right. This ends the podcast. So this is the end of our episode. Um, yeah. I just wanted to recap a little bit here. So we talked about some of the teams, hot starts, slow starts, where we think uh, teams will end up at the end of the day. Team Canada goaltenders, Marcus's heavy team Holby. Heavy train team <laughs> well, Holby. Well, he's not, he's not even on the short list, so I can't be that heavy on team Holby. Heavy, heavy I'm team not going to watch it now. Heavy. <laughs> uh, Marcus also thinks the New York Rangers are going to finish 80-1-1 yes. one and one on the season. Um, Very true, Sean. We're not. Sean thinks Montreal is going to go 0-82, so. You know. <laughs> What's more likely, Montreal going 0-82 <laughs> or New York going 81-1? Neither are likely. But which one's more likely if you had to pick one? I think it's easier to lose. So Montreal going oh, 82 games oh, in a okay. row then All right. for the Rangers to win. Mm. So you were, you know, you were talking trash. More, <laughs> more games or whatever they're at. You were talking trash. Now you're backing me up here. Montreal. Oh, going yeah, yeah. Well, you said which one's easier. Uh, of course, of course. Um, Kucherov, hopefully, that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even begin to comprehend Jack Eichel going to the Tampa Bay Lightning right now. So we're not even going to talk about that again. So I don't sneaky. want to jinx it. Snow sneaky. And then we talked about our players of the week, obviously highlighted by none other than Connor McDavid, and uh, who to stream also. So some guys that are available that you might want to consider picking up. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Marcus. Awesome Thank you, Sean. It's great you? being in the same room, like you said. Fantastic. Yeah, it was awesome. Probably won't. <laughs> will be easier again. to edit tonight too. <laughs> yeah, probably won't happen again for a while. Unfortunately. Anyways, for the time being, it was awesome. Looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think on Twitter. Provide us with some feedback. If there's anything you want us to talk about on the show, please let us know. We're more than happy to take uh, listener requests. Yeah, ask us some questions. You can have a. Q&A. Q&A debate. corner. <laughs> Something like that. Debate yeah. corner. Yeah. All right. Cool. For okay. all our listeners. For all those listeners. Yes. Um, have a good night. Face Off Fantasy Podcast. If you want to add us on Twitter, Face Off Fantasy. Not right. you. Add us. Thank you.